This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to another episode of the Women's Had a Dream podcast. My name is Lee Finch. Uh, this is the number one AOC Women podcast. Uh, as ever, I will be joined by Danny Baker. And we've got a returning guest a week after he came on last week uh, dis- discussing the Don's Trust uh, in great insight and a very articulate way. He is joining us again tonight because the uh, Don's Trust met at the SGM. We had the elections and all the motions, so we're going to go through that again tonight. But let me first off introduce the fat Ben Affleck, known as Danny Baker. Hold Danny. on a minute. How you, are can't, you can't give Graham an absolute rip-roaring reception yeah. and call me a fat Ben Affleck. I mean, that's outrageous. Well, I've been thinking about that all day, actually. How, what, do how mean, fat, what do you mean thinking about it all day? Isn't Ben Affleck he's fat Ben Affleck? Yeah, he's not even uh, fat. No, no. Well, we have, well... That Danny looks like Ben Affleck. So My, I mean, Mrs. Pounds. Baker's delighted that she's J Lo. She's absolutely buzzing. But you know, you gave Graham this rip roaring, outstanding look how brilliant he is, and you just basically fat shame me. In, well, in, I thing mean, I like about joke. Graham is he. I don't have to do any marketing when we get Graham on. He does it all for us. He literally we, reposts, retweet. You don't repost anything. Most people go, "Oh, what does Danny do? Just turn up on a Thursday." And like, hey, yeah, pretty turn much. up, perform. Go yeah, on. yeah, give 100%. That's all you do. So out of order, anyway. I, I've thrown you off a bit because you wanted to come up with something first off, didn't you? But well, there's no point now, is there? <laughs> well, shaming. Me, I've, got, I've got one quickly. Uh, oh, well, of course, you have. Yeah, I'm fucking I'm, I'm, my language. Don't you, I'm, oh, I'm massive. Know. Yeah, this is a family podcast. I'm massive. Anyway, everywhere you go, you know, we talk about nicknames. Uh, yep, like Ben, so ben Affleck, who is just qualified for the world championship darts, has the uh, best nickname ever. His surname is Bates, and they actually and no, he actually his nickname is no. the master is the master. No, look, there's my wife. Look, what's that there? That's your wife. No, I don't. Well, uh, why is why is there a bloke? He's putting a basically a picture up of Shane Ward. Apparently, that I now look like. No, 
Shane Warne's yeah, we are. That's good radio, that is. That's good radio. That it's good radio. Thank you, Mrs. Baker's <laughs> showing pictures. Yeah, yeah, his name's his surname's Bates, and his his nickname is actually The Master. So he calls himself The Master. And it's, there yeah. are some amazing... There he's going to be at the World Championship darts, and they're going to go, oh, John, God. The Master, Bates. I think it's hilarious. It's that uh, it's uh, oh, smart. That is smutty radio, if I've ever heard it. Anyway, what did you want to come up with? Well, I was only going to ask about, again, another discussion at work. It absolutely bucketed down, to be fair, at football. Oh, I was only going to ask, what was the wettest, the most ridiculously cold, wet, horribly hot you've been at a football game? Uh, easy. All right. The one near well, Gatwick. Uh, what's it called? We've been 2000. No, they're not near Gatwick. They're near Brighton. There's a what's the game? What's the one where uh, Harvey made his debut? It's right Harvey. next to it's right next to Gatwick. It's not Crawley. It's the other one right next Burst to Gatwick. Them? No, that's not near Gatwick. It's literally next to Gatwick Airport. Oh, let me get Gatwick Airport up. Gatwick FC. Absolutely <laughs> freezing. All right, I mean, what was it? Go on, give us Hawley, some. Hawley. Hawley. Hawley away. I think it was a Tuesday night. I've right. never, been, I, I've never been so cold in my life. You know when your feet just stop, they're like concrete blocks, and you you can't walk and stuff. Yeah, I was, that was that was cold. My dad went to a game. He when when I was young, maybe Graham might remember it. I don't know. I'm probably. My, my, I think Why did you say age. maybe Graham? Well, I think I'm, 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 he's I wonder old. whether we're similar ages. <laughs> but he went to a game. He that. went to a game at home against Plymouth. In the 90s, it was like a League Cup game, and my dad went and he said it was. He used to have a minute, he used to have like a motorbike, and he basically said that like 2,000 people went. They played Plymouth at home, we lost. I think it might have been 89, something like that. And he said it was absolutely unbearable how cold it was. He just said it was the, the, the worst possible day. For me, the coldest I've been was I went to Rotherham away in the new stadium, in the New York stadium. And that was absolutely Baltic. I don't ever, I normally just wear like a hoodie and a t-shirt on my hat, but I was fully jacketed up, hat, hat up. I remember also going to a game, Boxing Day. Do you remember the game of Boxing Day at Everton when he got called off? No, I remember Portsmouth got called off on New Year's because of the rain. Oh, I've got a funny story. The other one, the rain as well, was the Fleetwood, a home game. Do you, Do you remember, remember the, that one? Or, oh or the Fleetwood. God. The Fleetwood the Fleet, that should the, have been postponed. The Fleetwood at home game when we lost one nil. Yeah, and we and we, we were passed like, it across. Is... We passed it across. We would have scored, but it just got held up. The, you know the FA Cup one where we got it, or FA Vars FA Trophy. It got called off, and it was down near Southampton somewhere, and it got called off like last minute. It's quite funny. We were at Waterloo Station. We found out it got called off. Our mate U boat was running for the train. He, we didn't get him in time. He jumped on. The next stop was Basingstoke. And he's like, boys, oh. where are you? We're like, we're in the pub at Waterloo because the game's been postponed. He's like, oh, I'm on the train to Basingstoke. What about, to you, Basingstoke what about you, Graham? Any is weather extremes? Like, yeah, the one that, do you remember? It wasn't It wasn't just the coldest, but it was the most depressing and cold. Was um, We played Stevenage over Christmas twice. I think it was Stevenage. And we beat them home 5-0. And... I had I went on a date. Oh, nice! <laughs> second game, the date was this. Oh, do you want to come to a game? Whatever. <laughs> you took yeah. a girl on a second date. Away. To I, away. Did, I did, and um, no wonder it worked. Five nil, and I was like, you know, and then we'll, I'm going here. You can come along, and we'll go out. It was quite casual, you know, and um, <laughs> pretty casual. It's been to go Stevenage. <laughs> well, it didn't last. It didn't last anyway. <laughs> well, nil, five nil, three days earlier, nil nil, freezing cold, and it was like it was one of those with fog. 
on that. Or maybe that might just be my memory of it. It was like an horrible day. And you I, thought, you know what, love? I'll take you for a beer and burger after at Weatherspoon. Well, I married yeah. her. Didn't, didn't, I mean, Did you I really? Divorced her quite quickly afterwards. But oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 haven't, I haven't been able to drag Mrs. Baker to a single game. She's oh, got, got a game. Absolutely not one. Like, You're not taking your missus to any games? Not a single game of football. I divorced her. Have I been to Mrs. You can, apparently I've got to divorce you. She's absolutely buzzing about if you've that. Not played, if you've not, she's not gone to one game. She hasn't been to a single... Okay. I don't think she's been to a single football, cricket, rugby. In fact, I, don't, I genuinely don't think we've ever watched a sporting match together. She's been probably once a year to watch me play cricket, maybe, at a push. That's, me, oh, that's... no, no, that's a lie. She came to watch Bayern Munich with me, Valentine's Day. I was like, Valentine's weekend. I was like, I've got a great opportunity. Why don't you come on? We're going to Munich. It'd be lovely. Got tickets for Bayern Munich. Wow. Went to that. And that was cold, wasn't it? That was a weekend that Rooney scored the overhead against Man City. You know that, that weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That Great stadium that, that, that is now, as well. Yes. And that stadium. was freezing. I've got another one for you. Barnsley away. Oh, we lost 2-1. Flip Flipcroft scored, whatever his name is. David Flipcroft. No, no, the other one, the foreign guy. Uh, played up front from... That's what we did down a bit. And we had every season in one match. So we well, had, Yeah, and that... I got Fjortoft. Yeah, Fjortoft, that's it. Fjortoft. Yeah, but he went to Barnsley as well. I swear it was Barnsley. Okay. Anyway, right. it was Barnsley away. They didn't have a roof on the... It wasn't a big stand there. It was no roof. And it was pouring down rain one minute. Then the sun come up and you couldn't see the game the next minute. And then it snowed. Yeah, that one. And we lost 3-0, I think. Or 0-0. I can't remember now. I, was I just don't, I don't get when it's that cold when anyone goes tops off. Do you know you've got the Geordie bloke? And I don't get... Like, why, right, get why, why, what are why, you why are tops off anyway? Even if it's 40 degrees. Why are you at a football match with your top off? It don't, it's not needed. Well, listen, I'm an advocate for it. I'd kick them out. Yeah, I'm not for it. It's like, you should be banned for that. And I sign mean, saying, can I have your shirt? Today, well? I was I was refereeing a game of football and it was absolutely bonkers. We had to call it off at one ground, <laughs> stayed at school to play. Oh my God, the kids were literally like, you know, they're 10, they're buzzing. They're like, let's play. And even I was like, right, we need to play. And they looked outside and even the best ones were like, yeah, do we have to? And I was like, come on, let's go. Oh my God. It Mark was Robinson freezing. would be proud. Good. I'm hope, I hope he was proud. Well, that, that was in his coaching manual, wasn't it? Remember when it snowed at Wimbledon? They said, what would you have done when you were young? He said, I would have still played. So, well, crack on. Don't, wow. worry, about the, don't worry about the injuries. <laughs> you know, professional football club. Crack on with the playing on the ice. Anyway, so we move on to... Uh, well, Why I, not? Let's talk about Morecambe. Yeah. Do we have to? Do you know what? I think I might have a different view to a lot of people here. I switched off. Oh, you, you went, went didn't you? I went. I drove. You naturally. went out there. Good, so good day me and, Dan, me and Dan Lewis, you know what? I had a good time. Oh, I mean, the, the 11 hours in in the car driving with good my day. mate Dan Lewis next to me <laughs> was um, eventful. Um, fair, lots of, I've got lots to say, fair play to Morecambe that they've grown their fan base. Someone else noticed the update. They had their fans behind the goal as well, didn't they? Yep. That's fair play to them because they never. When we've been up there before, we were in the side. They had no one behind the goal, so they've grown their fair play fan base. I mean, where, where we were, we we're on the side. Yeah, I... you've got like a the little kids for a quid thing on the right, and then you've got the boxes. The other there. side, which is basically where the the TV thing is, was basically the same as Mansfield, like Bailey Great, and everybody. The gantry, and they're all packed to the left. Hmm. Um, but it, yeah, Morecambe was 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 all right. It was frustrating because we actually played. I felt we actually played an hour of decent hmm. football. The first minutes. No, nah, I think we were. De- I thought we were okay after the three goals. I thought we played twenty minutes. <laughs> that's where all we right then. <laughs> well, no, but the first. The, but we, but like, that's what I'm saying. The first forty-five minutes, I thought. I thought the first ten minutes they were on top, and then I thought the next thirty-five minutes we were, we were quite decent. 
whatever happened at half time, we had an absolute brain fart for quarter of an hour. And then Pretty after much, that, yeah. we actually tried to get back into the game. Um, but it it is that kind of balance where we are still very, very plan A or plan not sure, really. I kind I'd... of couldn't quite work out whether we were one or the other. I turned off after 3-0, so I okay. must have missed the, the, what you're talking about after the game. I turned off and put the Classico on instead. True uh, Billing and Master, Master uh, Strike again. Class. It, was, it, was, it was frustrating because... Morecambe were obviously, and again, they were they were quite young. They were quite. Dynamic, they were missing quick. six players, mate. Free from injury, free through suspension. I don't know if the other three that were gonna, if they were touch and go to make it played or not, because I don't know enough about Morecambe. I just no. think for us, the big thing for me was Ali missing that chance. Yep. Where he has to. As did Joe Lewis. Team. As did Tilly. Joe in Lewis. The first half. But other than that, we didn't. We, we had a lot. Everyone says, look at the stats. It ain't a four-one game. I can't remember their keeper pulling off too many decent saves. Uh, I thought we were all at sea at the back. I said to the boys the other day, is Bass as good as... Is he really as good as Zanev? And they went, of course he is. You're having a laugh here. Like, but then you look at some of the mistakes he's making, like the second goal. What oh, were him and Joe Lewis doing? That was, that was horrible. Tilly, I don't know where he is at the moment because he ain't playing for Wimbledon because his form's just gone. He, he, he weren't even... I thought Nerfield and Ali got away with probably a, a six or seven, but the rest of them I thought were, were awful, really. Our full-backs were all over the shop. Graham, did you watch any of it or see any of it or yeah, hear anything yeah. of it? Well, the only... I was watching from um, Ibiza. And of course, yeah. <laughs> I popped down to the... Bobby's uh, bar, was it? Yeah, popped, down to the, popped down to the pool at half-time, made it back a couple of minutes late, 2-0 down. It's like, what happened there? And I've seen them back since. And it's yeah. like... You could soundtrack that with Benny Hill, couldn't you? That, but you, I think you write that off as like that's not going to happen more than once, well, hopefully in the season. That it was, was it an own goal? It was an own goal, wasn't it? Yeah. it? But at the same time, though, Graham, we go back to it. Can we keep writing these off? Can we keep going? Well, do you know what that, that goal, one happened? That, that happened. That goal. But I, I go with what you said about like for the first ten minutes. I thought they looked like Accrington in the first ten minutes. Yeah, agreed. That's it. And it was like, oh, that we've been found out. But where are they getting this energy from? Because we look lethargic, and um, we didn't. We had an answer. We did come back into it, and I didn't think we were that bad. I've got a point regarding your 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 thing about lethargic. Is and I think we've got to take it into account. We're a League Two football team that has done a hell of a lot of travelling, not a lot of training this last week. So we went up to Barrow, right? Nil nil. The boys were delayed back from Barrow as well. There was like massive delays, so they wouldn't have got back till the early early hours of Sunday. So they would have had Sunday off in on Monday to do a light session, possibly and video analysis, hopefully they do that at our club. Right. And then we play on Tuesday. We get absolutely steamrolled by an Accrington team that probably the best team that most people have seen this season. Yeah. When you have Wednesday off. So the only people coming in are players who ain't involved or ain't played much. Yeah. Thursday again, you're going in for a light session, video analysis of Morecambe, because on Friday you're travelling up to Morecambe on the train and staying up there. It's a lot of travelling. I think George said it on the podcast before this we are playing proper League Two football teams. And we've we've fouled this week. Johnny Jackson, unfortunately, has fouled his first test of this season. It's how we go on from here. We've got a big month coming up with a lot of games. Johnson Paint Trophy game or whatever, EFL Trophy games. We've got the FA Cup. We've got Scum. There's a lot of games that we can go right. We can now bounce back, pick up points, get into the FA Cup second round. This month is huge for us. And I think it's massive for Johnny Jackson. And people said on the debrief, and I get you, you two points, 
is he so scared of messing up because he knows that people will be on his back? Like literally on Saturday, there was so many Jackson out. Jackson's had enough. He hasn't got a plan B. We've got to get him out. Well, I'm not on that train just yet, but I am worried that his subs are what like for like, we're three, one down. And he's yeah, making that, life that, for that irritated me that we were literally your life for like, yeah, three, one down and your life. All for of them subs. Were. And we yeah. even made, we made some at three nil because Davison was on when, um, when, Armani Little scored, Bugle so we we literally, we, we literally no, it's fine. But we we literally went yeah, like for like we we had right, Gondir one off, Belir came on, yeah, so I thought okay, well, that's one, and then we had um, Nurfield just set up the goal, didn't he for um Little, and then he got taken off for Lemony Hughes or Lemony whatever his name is, Evans, yeah, um, and then obviously Bugill for Davison. So I think the problem I had with it, and again I don't know what it looked like on the television, but we seem to, for the whole of the first half, play the ball long to Bugiel and go, right, we're going to play from wherever happens up there. The minute we got the ball down and actually tried to pass the ball, we looked brilliant. We looked really, really good. We looked positive. In the second half in particular, we actually were at times trying to get the ball down. But the horse had bolted. And it's just it's it's really frustrating that we kind of feel like we're just going to go long. We'll play off Bugiel, we'll play off Bugiel. The likelihood of him flicking it on an alley's there, or we don't hit. We either hit it too high where he's got to flick it behind, which means Ali's got to run behind. We don't often go to chest and play like almost facing our defence, and we can play out with them. But it is it is a real concern that we're kind of a little bit one one way, or that's it. And like you you said, I, I kind of feel like he's one of these coaches that is trying to go. This is the way that we bit like Mike Bassett four four two. This is what we do. This is how we play. This is our best team. And under all circumstances, this is what we should do. Which was annoying because I felt that we actually were decent against Akronson when we went, sod it, the game's over. We're changing up. We're just going to have a punt and see what happens. Things started to happen. Yes, we left ourselves open. Yes, it ended up being 4-2. But there was a 20-minute period at 3-2. It got lively. And we could have quite easily got another one and made life interesting. Whereas on Saturday... I, f- I kind of felt that we almost am- admitted our own fate, which was difficult considering that some people have gone 11, 11 hours to drive. <laughs> I did, I did feel, Ooh. I did feel that we could probably have tried to do something a bit different. Yeah. Graham? But it, it's difficult. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been going on a while now, hasn't it? We're saying the same or hearing the same every week. And at what point does I, I think um, I mean we'll get on to our opponents later, but they play a very different formation it seems to the teams we've been playing. So uh, that'll be very interesting to see if we just stick to. I mean, there's a lot to be said for, you know, when a manager says we play to our strengths, we don't worry about them. Yeah, we, we wanted to go toe for toe. This is how we play. We'll take them on. We won't worry. We won't adapt because they play three up front. We won't suddenly play six at the back or whatever. Except Jackson might, but um. So that's almost a strength until it's not, until it's like, okay, it's not working and we're doing that. And then I think there's, where is the point where you change something up? And then where does he change it to? I mean, the players we've got, he is quite limited. I, I, I think there's a case of Google playing further forward as a, as a number nine almost. And, you know, being next to Ali. And I think those two thriving together. I think there's a case for that. But... I, I was shocked on Saturday to not see Villa coming from Gondir from the start. I was quite shocked. Villa was terrible. Yeah, he, he, was written, he, he looked really off. 
Ogondi was sorry was poor. Biller was better. Biller looks off not... the pace still though. Yeah, but yeah he's no, coming no, back from a long, long term. Ogondi got Jordan Slew absolutely running ragged. Yes, right, ragged. And now I was quite shocked, as you said, you thought he'd be starting on Saturday. You said it on the pod yep. before. Uh, I was quite surprised not to see Ball come in because I thought Little was awful. Agreed. The other day, so I was quite surprised not to see Ball. As I said before, people disagree with me regarding this. Regarding Williams and uh, McLean have gone out on loan. When you look at our bench and you think, well, I'd rather have one of them on the bench instead of Brown or Pierce. I know Brown ain't been on the bench, but Pierce. Pell's gone for me now. I, I, I can't see him getting back in the, the squad at all at, at the moment because I thought he was awful against Accrington. Uh, he wasn't even on the in the squad, was he? I think. And no, not Davis, Davison just looks shot. I understand that Sasu uh, against Accrington wasn't picked. Weren't he was injured or suspended or anything? He just wasn't picked for the squad. Which really surprised me when I when I heard that because I thought he's been lively and changes it up. I would have rather seen Sasu on Saturday come on up front instead of Davison. Yep. And is it because uh, man management kind of style of Jackson trying to not upset players? Because if you were if you are uh, Davison, you are going to be upset if you're not coming on and Sasu is. Do you know what I mean? You were a main striker last year. You're not even third. Your third choice now, just about. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I I would have I would have preferred Sasu, and I think most of the fans would have preferred Sasu having a go up front. It, it is just becoming like is it, as Graham sort of sort of spoke about. It's a little bit groundhog, and mm. I feel like we're kind of this is our team, this is our best team, and if we don't have that best team, then we kind of look a bit a little bit shot. I agree with you. I think, I've, as I said before, I know I spoke to the to the Morecambe guy about as we get into the winter months, with the pitches, etc. Morecambe's pitch was an absolute carpet. Yeah, so they were quite no, upset. You said there that. is no excuse <laughs> in that. And like I said, barring, in my humble opinion, barring Armani Little, who I thought was great on Saturday, I think he never stopped running. He was constantly in the middle, always looking to probe. Took a, took his goal well. I just feel we're really naive. I just feel as a team, we're super naive regarding the way that we play, the way we go about it. Graham's right. Bugio is so often coming, dropping into like a, almost like an attacking midfielder position rather than being up front. And Ali gets isolated. Ali was so frustrated on Saturday. He he barely got the opportunity to kind of show what he's got. The other thing, and we were talking about it on the way back, and I think Dan's right. We I, I always find that Ali's best when he's a bit deeper and he runs at teams. He's running at you. He seems to be getting the ball, waiting to almost run in behind. But the only time that he looked really good on Saturday is when he got the ball on the halfway line and ran at defenders and committed and could get behind. And it's not that difficult just to change the game up a little bit. I just find if I'm, if we're playing on Saturday or another team, I feel like we're so easy to play against. Well, I feel like we kind of know what we're getting, who we're getting, who does what. And I feel that we could be, we are quite easy to play against. There's not many unknowns. There's not many, well, he's not going to do that. We know the wingers are going to tuck in. We know the fullbacks are going to go behind. We know Ogondi is not going to cross it very well. We know Biller's going to come back and go. I just feel like, as a scout, we'd be very easy to play against, which That's... is why Ball, I think, needs to play on Saturday. We need to kind of change a bit of personnel around. That that was the consensus on the, the debrief as well that we are so easy to scout. Oh right, okay. uh, and I think I think you was it you that said it last week, or it might have been said on debrief that our wingers never swap either. No, nope, never I mean, do. Tilly goes still right. didn't. 
new field goes left and they don't swap the 20 minutes in swapping around. We were on top first half. So why not swap them around? Give them, give them something else to think about. Do you know what I mean? It's really easy. And also we've got players whose uh, form was just dipped massively. Reeves's but, film dipped. The yeah. two centre backs is a dipped. Ogden Deer's gone from being like, he was, we were saying about getting him alone at the start of the season, and then he flew, he went through the roof, and then now he's dipped. But we, we do, you've though, got to mix he... it up, though, Dan. It's called, it's you've got to rotate the players to make sure that they're not getting too the, in. The big concern I'm having is, is under Jackson, where we seem to be rubbish starters and rubbish after half time. We're just having, we're back, we're, we're now falling back into traps of we haven't got going, we haven't started, we haven't gone big, we've gone from Accrington twice. They're scoring two within eight minutes. Within 30 seconds of the second half, 3-0. Playing against Morecambe, it's 0-0. It must have been to the second. Accrington's third goal. Morecambe's first after half-time. Next five or ten minutes. Remember, we had that when we got relegated. It was like, don't worry. Within two minutes of half-time, we're going to struggle. At the beginning of the game, for whatever reason, we're starting very, very slowly. I don't know what the reasoning is. I don't know how it works but it is becoming a problem that we're going to need to eradicate quickly. A, if we're going to be in a in a position where we feel we probably should be. I do feel that we're better than I thought at the beginning of the year 16th. I feel we're better than that. I do feel that we're, we should be looking at finishing in the top half. I do believe that we should be. Whether we're playoffs, I think that's way off, but I do feel that we're capable of being in the top half, but the, the concerning thing for me, it's, it seems to be around decision-making, not on how good we are. I think from a team perspective, I think we're quite good. I think our decision-making is poor, and I think it's poor both on the pitch and off the pitch. And that's my real concern. And that's why I think this month now, November, is crucial for Jackson's job and where we finish in the table because... It's yeah. second season, isn't it? Uh, well, be it is second season, but second we're, also season. Four, we're also four games without a win. And that could soon turn into 10 games without a win. And I ain't counting the, the EFL trophy, but if we go out in the FA Cup on Saturday, then we lose the scum and we lose the Notts County. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, it, well, is, it, it is a worrying time. But Well, we go know, back, Graham, to you. Is this a bad run now? We spoke about it last week. Last week, we were like, oh, it's a one-off, we'll go on. Well, where are we now? Are we now in a bad run? What do, well, what do we think? I don't think we, again, I don't think we played that badly. And it's, it comes back to that whole trust the process. Yeah. But if you're playing well, the results follow. If you play seven out of 10 every week, then you'll get a one nil and it will yeah. confidence turns. But if the confidence goes, it's like, it's like our Christmas has come early, <laughs> but it's yeah. the Christmas curse, isn't it? It's like definitely January and we don't win a game um, every year. And it feels like, Oh, has that set in? And I think that's, maybe in the back of people's minds and the players' minds or the managers' minds. And um, and that's a worry because once that, you know, you can sense that almost. Yeah. And if we get to that, and so are we in a bad run? We're certainly at the beginning of one. I hope we're... I hope yeah, it's... I'm, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I think one win and we sort of turn the confidence corner, hopefully. I, I, that's why I think we'll, we'll come on to it at the end of the, the episode like we normally do with preview of Cheltenham, but I think that's a massive game on Saturday because it is an FA Cup game. Do you know what I mean? It's a winnable game and that could turn our season. Do you know what I mean? And we could get an easy FA Cup tie to then get to the third round and your season turns around pretty quickly. But anyway, we'll move on. Uh, and when we come back, we'll discuss again the Don's Trust. Uh, we'll talk about the SGM, the elections and, and the motions that uh, got put forward. 
The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. We're back and we're going to be discussing the Don's Trust. So the elections or the uncontested elections happened the other day. Uh, four people are now uh, on the board. Michelle Little, Angus Fox, Hannah Kitcher and uh, Richard Shepherd. Uh, so they've been uh, put onto the, well, they've been elected to the Don's Trust board. Uh, congratulations to them for and well done for firstly putting themselves up uh, and standing and, and going to do the job. It is a tough job and uh, yeah, well done to them. Uh, worry of mine before we go on to the other stuff is that it was uncontested. Uh, and these four people that have been elected have all, like Hannah's been on the board previously. And I think the last three have just served their time and just them being re-elected back to the board. Uh, we also had the SGM that happened on Wednesday. Uh, Graham went to that, so that's good that Graham's on because me and Danny don't really have a clue. Uh, uh, but we've seen stuff, I've seen some stuff online and stuff, and uh, yeah, it's been all quite uh, eventful. Uh, and some of the motions, I think only one motion got put through, which was the motion that the Don's Trust board said don't vote for. And so they people said no to it because they got told to, and then on the night they got told, actually, we should have voted for it. Very confusing, not very good in my eyes. Uh, but yeah, we'll start, let's start with the elections. As I said, a big worry for me is, and I saw this on the WAP guestbook, uh, Kentish Don, I'm no idea who he is, I'd, I'd love to know who he is, but yeah, or she, sorry, can't uh, misgender people, don't misgender yep. people, we're not that podcast. Uh, but yeah, they said, uh, it, quite worrying that a Milton Keynes fan could have put uh, their themselves up for the Don's Trust board and they would have been elected to the Don's Trust board. Obviously, no one would have known if there weren't enough candidates and they would have got voted on. But yeah, at the moment, they would have been elected. And he put a, a manifest that he he was going to put a, a joke manifest through saying that he was going to sit on his ass and do nothing the whole time he was elected. And he would have been elected on that manifesto. So it, to me, it's a bit of a, yeah, it's a bit funny, but. Well, I mean, it, it seems quite concerning, Graham. I'm, I'm directing my question at you because maybe you've got some information for me. So can you just help me out here? If nobody applies to become on the board, do we not have a board? Or is it a case of if we don't, whoever had done it automatically get on? So the people who have gone on, are they automatically on or are they people who naturally put themselves forward, but the only ones who have, therefore, you're on? I'm slightly confused there. Hold on. <laughs> but yes, if 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 no one stands at all. Yeah, no one at all, then, then what happens? I think we had four people, James... Pricey, Kevin, and Mark, who were yep. midterm. Yeah, so, they um, would stay on technically. They would stay on. A rule has just been voted in as of last night's uh, Thursday, uh, Wednesday night's SGM, yep. where they can nominate people. Um, whereas before they had to be elected people. Now you can okay. nominate people to make you quorate, which is eight people. So okay. um, we've got just enough people um, stand, which four people. So added to the four incumbents, we are quorate. We are we're quorate. Yeah, we've got quorum. That means yes. I mean, it basically means we're able to function. Uh, I don't know if it's legally, but uh, according to the rules of the constitution, you can. You are a board. You can make decisions. You can function. So if for some reason then mm -hmm. the four that were in play, and we had two who decided they wanted to carry, and the other two had sod that, yeah. and we had six, yeah. how big a deal is that? It would have been a very. I mean, it happened recently when um, Matt stepped down. It, wasn't it? Well, well, more recently than that, Chris Stewart stepped. Um, well, 
moved into the yep. interim MD. Moved into number 10, yeah. Yeah, and that took us down to seven. And um, and there was a big hoo-ha about whether constitutionally the board could function. So they co-opted um, Ed Leake, yeah. um, who had previously been on the board a few years ago, um, and that took them up to eight. But there was a bit of a hoo-ha again about, like, is this within the rules? Because he's not elected, he's been, you know, uh, appointed or co-opted. Um, and then a couple of others were co-opted. Um, and actually, Ed wasn't technically co-opted. He was co you know, I was going to say coerced, but there's another... Yeah, I was about to say that, yeah. Um, yeah, probably coerced. Um, and then Angus um, and Anouk were co-opted to take it up to 10, which makes a board more resilient because yep. if someone step down, you can still function. And, you know, if one person, if two people, you can keep going. So, um, yeah, eight is the minimum you need to work, to operate. My, my question, Graham, and I've seen it quite uh, asked or mentioned today, is do we really need nine Don's Trust board members? Do we? I know we have to have you have to have eight to have a board and stuff, but as an oversight board, which is what we are, we should be oversighting the PLC, or that's what they should be. Why do we need so many people? Why not have just four or five people that are really good? And this is my thing with volunteering at the moment with ASC Wimbledon. It's good that we've got volunteers, and I don't want to shit on all the volunteers. It's really good that people volunteer. Yeah, no, but volu people got to volunteer in the right roles and volunteering skills that they have. It's like if we put out, oh, we need a physiotherapist to volunteer, and no one with the skills come up, say I apply, and when they say, oh, do you know how to do the physiotherapy? Say nope. They're like, you're the only one applied, though, so you're going to get the gig. And it just seems a bit like that sometimes with Wimbledon, is that we go, right, you're volunteer, And it's just like, well, I just don't get why we have such a large board and it, it never things don't ever seem to be getting done. It's a very valid and interesting, I, I think, <laughs> an interesting question. Where, as of December 22, a lot of the power sort of shifted over to the PLC. The PLC now effectively run the club, where... um. Uh, and leaving the DTB just purely oversight, really represent the fans or the members rather, and oversight. So it is a lot. There's theoretically a lot less work to do. The role is a lot smaller. Could you function with fewer members? Yeah, probably. Uh, my my thing is, to be honest, you don't have to be on the Don's Trust board to do Don's Trust work. You can volunteer. Um, you know, you could operate with four members on the DTB theoretically. And they could each have volunteers reporting into them who are who are specialists at whatever. Lee, for you, mate, what yes, do you mate. do you think the lack of people coming forward is indicative of the fans' mood towards what the Don's Trust board is? Or do you feel like there's not enough information for people to feel like they can join in? Or do you feel like it's a bit of a closed shop? Or do you kind of feel like, you know what? This is just an, an anomaly event because I don't want to. We always ask Graham, and I'm a bit concerned to ask him too much because I know he's done it, and it he, he might want to add what he wants to add. But I'm in, interested in you as a as the lay fan, like we are. We're just armchair fans. You go to games. We're not involved in the politics. What message does this give other fans, in your opinion? For me, Dan, I think it's all all of them kind of roll into one, and I've seen a lot the last week regarding the reason why people haven't stood. So it's the people who raised the voice of uh, the vote and no confidence. It's, that's the reason why and, and the uh, stick that people get for going onto the board. But you also got to remember the stick that people got for going for applying Mike Hasty, uh, Colin Shergold. They got loads of stick. They got uh, Colin didn't help himself a lot of the times to be fair, but he got a lot of stick for his manifesto and the reason why the bat selling the club and, 
Do you know what I mean? And stuff like that. They got so much stick. And I think with Wimbledon sometimes, the, the fan bases and the different kind of cliques, as people yep, say. And 100%. Stuff, right? It doesn't help. And it's about time that a lot of people, and they'll probably say this about me, but it's about time a lot of Wimbledon fans started acting like adults, right? And started having uh, good discussions. And I think Graham probably will agree that last night probably was that. I think we might need more of them kind of things. And I've seen a few of them. But you get one person to go, I want to sell the club. And they go, you you can't sell the club. You're what kind of prick are you? And then you get another one who goes, no, I never want to sell the club. This is a fan-owned club till, till 100,000 years. I, I put out two posts the other day on the one was at a dream Twitter. One was about the Don's Trust. And it was the same people that answered. The same middle-aged uh, men, women, do you know what I mean, who have their... Right, always it's the same people. We put out a thing about the atmosphere, and that was all engagement with load of youngsters. A lot of youngsters were going, This is what we should do to get the get the atmosphere, but this is what we should do. Do you know what I mean? And it's just and they they people go, Don't kill me on it. And they had a discussion about it. Someone said about a drum. I think it was Kyle said about a drum. We'll talk about that later. But it, it it was like, please don't crucify me on this. And then there was a discussion I had going. I I said I don't agree. With you. Do you know what I mean? Where sometimes I don't think there's any discussions. It's just people need to start acting like adults and stop just bitching all the time. And it's all rolled into one, Danny. I I would never stand for the Don's Trust. I don't believe in the Don's Trust. Uh, I think the PLC ball run the cut, as I said. And I, some of the people that do stand on the Don's Trust, I don't think have the right skills. Do you know what I mean? And I get it. People have got to stand the stuff, but you, you want the right skills in the right areas and stuff. And there would no point me ever standing for the Don's Trust because I would not have the skills to do it. Graham, for you, mate, what what's the subliminal message that the Don's Trust board or the Don's Trust as a collective are getting from the this last elections? What might be the message that they're getting from what has happened? Are they getting the message that, okay, we're okay because we've got our eight and business as usual. Is this a, okay, guys, we need to have a conversation because we've only got eight and only eight people are interested. What's the messaging that from somebody who may have been in that camp, if you were in that position, what would the message be that's coming into your inbox or into your head about what we're doing and what we need to do? Well, I, I, I would view it as a disaster to be honest. Yeah. Because, you know, with the greatest respect to the people who have been appointed rather than elected, um, we didn't see their manifestos. If they said, right, let's up the price of beer times four in the bar, um, probably wouldn't have got voted in on that, but as is, they could have done that and walked in. And, and we don't know. And it, that it can't be allowed to happen. It hasn't happened since 2017. Um, and, you know, we've had a, a lot more candidates. I think going back to, um, what Chiggers was saying about like um, Colin and Mike getting stick, I think that's really wrong. I would much rather have a wide range of candidates with all the views so yeah. that you can pick and then you know what people have voted for and what they want, you know? And if someone's there going, I want to sell the club, great. If they get no votes, okay, read into that. If they get lots of votes, again, read into that. But you got, that's, and I said, there was a stick amongst not just calling the mic, they'll stick for the people that actually stood. Do you know what I mean? Like before I've seen Michelle get a lot of stick today regarding her, the way she shared, shared the meeting. I can't speak about that. I get a lot. I, I think Michelle is really good. I think she's one person that we do need on the board because she brings expertise that you do need on a board for a football club. My thing is as soon as we, there was only four elected, whatever side you were on, it was literally sniping straight away. The vote of no confidence is the reason why no one stood. 
this is the reason why no one stood because you bitched about the people that wanted to sell the and it's it gets people it's getting us nowhere i think it's just yeah, two two sides just snipe at each other constantly and it goes on to pro boards it's on the guest books it's on social media do you know what I mean? And it's just sniping between you want to sell the club, you don't want to sell the club. And as we said before, there's there's there is grey areas in this. Do you know what I mean? It ain't just black it's a long way to come now, though. This is the challenge is that we've got all this sniping, but when you had sort of 10, 12, 14 people who are looking to be involved and you know, six miss out, then at least you've got a swell of people who you who can kind of go, well, I try to do it. Now we've only got a box day. It's kind of almost been ring fenced to a little bit of this is where we're at. And now we've got to, we've got to find a way in the next 18 months to galvanize. Cause let's be honest, the message in that the people have voted with their feet. People have decided, sort this, I don't want any part of it. Whether it is because of the childishness, whether it's because they haven't got the expertise, but, the fact is, I remember reading through candidates and manifestos and going, OK, all right, that's interesting. We've now gone back to zero. And the challenge, obviously, is almost if they've all been re-elected, it's kind of keep calm and carry on, really. It's not really anything else but what we've already had. And as Graham said, the challenge is there is no one who's going to come and give us a different viewpoint. We're kind of, from my understanding, it's kind of, and Graham, please tell me I'm wrong here. my concern is we're kind of it's we've got the same people with the same opinions that we've always had and we probably are in a position with some quite key decisions coming up with broncos obviously money plough lane bond um opportunities about management and the like i feel like we could have done we this was an opportunity that we could really done with some fresh blood and now we're kind of there's a real possibility if I, I don't know if these people are two or three years, but it's a there's a real, three. real right. There's a real possibility of some serious stagnation here I without, think, without the fresh energy, but I don't know if I'm right or wrong. It just feels like that from the outside looking in. Yeah. I, th- I think it can be fixed. Um, we'll come on to the motions and a lot of this go feeds into the motion. Yeah, please. Yeah. Fixing the Don's trust, almost the Don's trust board. And, um, and I think, all of the reasons you've mentioned about why people don't stand are probably relevant or probably true, um, probably accurate. There is going to be a survey of fans asking why, or members, I believe, asking why they didn't stand. So that is a great, the fact that that's happening is really good. And that came out at the um, SGM that, that that's going to happen. That's good. But I, I do think a lot of the board have to take some of the responsibility because Definitely. running, overseeing a football club should be a sexy thing that people want to do, that people want to like, you know, drop into conversations oh yeah i oversee a football club on the board you know whatever but it's not is it it's really like quite dank and depressing at the moment and um and people as you say don't really want to borrow it um and that shouldn't be right if there was more engagement if if you take the fan base or the membership with you as a board they're going to be interested you're going to pique their interest they're going to be like i want some of that i mean for wimbledon graham it is staggering Staggering yep. that we have not got a single individual from anywhere, whether you're talking about the John Greens, whether you're talking about people like us who run, speak regularly to guys who go every single week, who see things, who are very intelligent. We've got a seriously intelligent fan base. Not Cheers. a sod. Not as yeah, Chip, well done. Yeah, particularly you, Baker's dozen. <laughs> there isn't a single person who has decided, actually, I feel like I can... I can make a difference or I feel like I can add value to this. 
and and as I said before, I was talking about it, and obviously I've got a little one upstairs, but I kind of feel in my head I'm the kind of person I'd, I'll, I'll, I could add something, I could I could do it, but it's weird that I've just got no connectivity with it at all. It's a really Damn. weird place. The reason I think a lot of reason why as well is it's a lot of commitment, and people have got stressful jobs. They've got, do you know what I mean? They've got families. They've got their own stuff going on. A lot of people just want to go football and watch the football, right? And go into the Phoenix after bitch about Johnny Jackson's tactics, or or go. Actually, I thought we played really well today. We just won four one against Tramie. Everyone's buzzing, having a, a by the horns Wimbledon powwow. That's what a lot of people want, though. That's all people want, and also we've grown our fan base massively since moving to Bow Lane. How what I think it's about three thousand extra fans, three or four thousand extra fans. That's even more but, worrying though. Yeah, mate. but how many really, really want are interested in the Don's Trust stuff? It doesn't seem like a lot of them are because what, I'd love to know the numbers because I know for a fact I haven't rejoined the Don's Trust. I have not put that through. Right. I know a couple of mates who haven't done that either. But I still had the chance to vote this time, even though I've not renewed my Don's Trust, which seems mad to me and I don't know who's overseeing that kind of side of it. Do you know what I mean? And I just, I think I'd love to know what the numbers are once the say, renewals and everything have gone up, what them numbers Graham, are. do you remember any idea from when you were doing it, a very basic, even pluck a number out of the sky that we're kind of at number-wise? Don't trust. Please, yeah. Any idea? 4,000. It's, it's towards 4,500 at one point. Right. So out of 4,500 people there, you said, well, people are maybe not interested, maybe are. We've got 4,500 people who are committed to the process, who are interested in the process. And not, and there's only eight people but who want to be part of it. But I they're mean, not that's... committed to the process. Some people, some people join the Don's Trust because they, they like people like uh, what's his name, Jonathan, who comes on uh, to the debrief a lot of time, who lives in America, found the club through John Green. He really got involved in it, and I think if he if he could come over and stuff, he'd get involved in the Don's Trust board. But there's a lot of Nerf found finders through John Green who joined the Don's Trust because it's £25 and they feel like I'm an owner of a club. They don't care about the decision-making. They just think, get on with it. Do you know what I mean? It's a franchise football like it is in America. Do you know what I mean? Like, Even if that was the case, right? And I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I, I disagree with them numbers now, though. Cut, I think it, that... cut it into oh. 25%. Even at 25%, you've still got a 1,000 people who have got an active interest in looking at how the club works. And there are only eight people. Four. Less than, well, what but as a whole board. Mm. There's eight, isn't there? There's yeah. less than there's less than a percent who are interested, less than one percent of the of the people who are part of the of the Don's Trust at best have got any inclination to be involved in it. I think that is a really sad indictment for everyone. And crap, sorry, go ahead and I'll ask you a question after, Graham. Yeah, there are two two things really here. Um, one thing, and uh, to back up your argument there, Danny, we had um more than one thousand people vote online alone. At the at the SGM, so it shows people are engaged, they are yeah. interested, and so forth. But one thing that I don't agree with, which is kind of turning this on its head, yeah, please I mentioned last night because there was a vote of no confidence at the SGM. Someone voted like someone said, "Well, why don't you stand then? If you want to make a difference, why do you stand?" And I think that's such a it's a shutdown. It's become a shutdown. I hate that. Yeah, yeah I think people are basically saying, if you want to have an opinion, stand. And Correct. I disagree with that because. People have commitments at work. They they might live miles away. They might have um you know they might not have a spare time. They might not be um, health wise. They might not be up to it. And the three year term might put them off. There's all sorts of reasons not to stand. But you can still have an opinion. Hundred percent. And you know vote in the elections, vote in the SGMs, and and, and raise emotion, all that kind of stuff. Um, be engaged. 
but you don't have to stand. So on the flip side, yes, anyone who hasn't stood for whatever their reasons, absolutely not holding that against yeah, them. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I, I totally agree with that, Graham. And that's one of the things that drives me mad when people say, oh, you, your strong opinion about it. Why don't you stand? You, you know what I mean? It's like, well, one, I've got, I've literally got no skills to be on a, a football club board. None, none at all. And I'm happy to admit that. Necessarily, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to admit I'd be lost on it. There'd be no point me joining a Donald Trust board, right? And that's what I mean. I think we need the people with the skills. We just don't need every anyone going for it. We need someone who's going to have skills to go for it. But I've got a question to you, Grab. Sorry, Dan, just quickly. Is this the beginning of the end of the Don's Trust? I've seen people say that. I don't think so. I think it can be fixed. Um, I think there's a lot that can be done. And again, it comes back to the, the SGM. A lot was discussed, and I, I hope a lot of feedback was taken away. It seemed to be, um, you know, people who felt unheard, I think, felt heard. And um, and working together, the members and the board, if they can come together, it's very fixable, I think. Um, you need, you know, I, I'm still way well behind fan ownership. I believe we can do special things as, um, as fans. Um, but our board has to be with us. They have to have our backs, really. They have to represent us. And once they do that, better communicate better two-way engagement a lot better that the members will you know support the board and um and it, it all comes together and so i think it can i think it can be fixed um but it does depend on a lot of work being done at this point i think there is a lot of disillusion because my my only worry now is that people who don't feel engaged who don't feel represented will just leave the don's trust won't rejoin do you know what i mean and then people say well that's ridiculous like you won't get a vote now and stuff and it's it, my thing is and one of my mates steve he, i just find some of the patronizing of people on twitter and stuff when people go like one person said i don't i don't understand the don's trust and it's like well they own the club it's like well that is that it yeah that's you know what i mean it's like well no we need more information than that what do they do why what is the oversight they see of the plc board as i said i only know nick robinson's on the plc board i don't know anyone else who's on it i know there's three don's trust members on it but i don't know i think it's michelle but i'm not 100 percent sure and it, should we move on to the motions because we're going on i was going to ask I was gonna just, uh, my, my, next, my on, only question was for instagram was basically can you give me I, I haven't heard anything at all is there can we get a snapshot as to what was maybe discussed and the kind of things that came up? Would that be all right? Are you happy with that, Graham? Yeah, absolutely. So um, what I don't think, um, this is a big thing. People snipe. We've talked about that quite a lot already. People yep. snipe and, and that's it. They, they talk, it's like an echo chamber. They'll go online and they'll say, oh, things are a bit rubbish, aren't they? But I think you can, the beauty of being fan owned and having these SGMs is you can raise emotion. It's not difficult. People don't necessarily know how to do it because it's not advertised. It's not that obvious. I think that's a communication failure, a comms failure, as is people not knowing who's on the PLC or what the PLC does. That's a that's a that should be front and center on everything. This is a trust. This is what should we're be doing. a video, shouldn't it? Online, click it. It's a, it talks for it. Absolutely. So, motions, raising motions, which we did last night at the. Uh, I keep saying last night, but um, Wednesday night. Yep. There were. Um, I, I put in four motions. There are another couple. Um, and I think as a board, I, if I were on the board still, I would I would welcome motions because it leaves no elephant in the room. It means something gets discussed. All you have to do is is write an email saying this is a motion. This is what I'd like to happen. You need five people who are Don's Trust members to put their name to it to back you as a seconder. You go and talk. The board talk. You thrash it out. There's a bit of a debate and then you have a vote. 
and if it's good it'll pass and if it's not you'll see there's no appetite for it and then you don't need to keep going on about it it's it's there no elephant in the room i, I do think we need to change though how uh the motions are put like the voting beforehand as you said a thousand mm -hmm. online votes without actually hearing the discussion so people could vote on what the don's trust advised them to vote on which was no on all of them which yep. again i think is a mistake uh, because I think at least I think your the the one you've raised with regards to three year terms to two years terms should have gone through. That I voted for that. I uh, and also the PLC meeting the PLC board, which again they they said they made a mistake on and they should have said yes vote for that. Which again I think. It, uh, why, sorry, why why are they getting a, an opinion to? Why are they pushing the agenda? Shouldn't they just be yeah. reflective? Uh, that's what most people think. Yes, oh, and I sorry. agree with that. All right, okay. I'm just I'm, I don't understand how you can say. Yeah, oh, you're oh, in oh, that. I'm, I want you to vote. I mean, it just sounds like a nonsense. It, it yeah. So it's traditionally, the, the board recommends you vote a certain way. Um, so the whether... board will always recommend, but in this one, I'm recommending that you don't because of X, Y, and Z. And a lot of people will take on the board's opinion without reading without reading everything and right. go well. Go, go, I'm going to trust what the board said here. I'm going to vote no, even if they don't read it themselves. Which okay. is yeah, that happens. And yeah. what happened yesterday was we had a great online turnout from people who'd read the papers. Fair enough. Some people would have read it thoroughly. Some would have sort of skimmed it and gone, yes, yep. what do the DTP recommend? I'll follow that. Whatever. Um, we had more than a thousand people vote. And then in the room um, on Wednesday night, there were maybe 50, which isn't a great turnout, but is apparently more than many of these meetings in the past they're not the most interesting things most of the time very sort of formula formulaic and you know um and admin based but what was interesting last night was the results have just been posted okay um, so you can see the difference between the votes beforehand and the votes yeah go on Graham. the debates so um on pro boards for example i put a thing saying please use pro boards a bit more be you know better at communicating it's our two-way thing um People, 40% voted in favour beforehand, having just seen the paper and not hearing the debate. In the room, there was something like 80-something percent had voted in favour, having heard me and others speak in favour of it and other people, you know, against it. So that's quite a marked difference, really. If you hear the debate, you're voting yes. If you don't hear it... And just to so be clear then, because of the, did it go through or did it not? It didn't. You need 66%. But what so I would... So of, the, of the order vote, yeah? So regardless, yeah, it's not a case of the the vote that was given kind of gave everyone a flavour of the room and then whoever went, that's where the vote... So it's, it's tallied. Oh, right, okay. 66%. So if only you had the opportunity, like Lee said, you had the opportunity to speak in advance, there's a really good possibility that could have possibly got over the line. Yeah, if people had heard the debate, 80% said yes and it would have passed. So oh, it's something we need to look at. And, it's, and not, it, this it's, is... not, it's not like we're being corrupted or anything it's no, it, no, no. it happens and yeah. this happened in the past, but... and Graham, one of the things that most fans moan about is communications mm. and our don's trust are saying please don't vote on better communications effectively which and, and this think... is what i mean this is why i think people get really really annoyed and really wound up and think i've, I've just had enough of it now do you know I, what I mean I, because you know i disagree with the answers that were given and i and i argued them yeah the SGM. Um, other ones, there was a funny one. It was, uh, I suggested we have a meet the PLC twice a year. Yep. Um, the Donors Trust response on paper was basically, yeah, great idea. We're going to do that. And actually, we're going to do a couple of other things as well. Great. We recommend you vote no. I didn't understand that. There was a bit of a debate. I said, I've said, am I being thick here? What am I missing? <laughs> you know, you've agreed with it. And people in the room said, yes. 
Um, and to the point where the Don's Trust board said, actually, okay, yeah, we should we we take it back and we vote in favour. But because only only 53.3% had voted online in favour, having read the Don's Trust recommendation, followed it and voted no, still more than half said yes, but not enough. That wasn't the 66%. In the room, 100% of those who voted yes or no voted yes to pass it. But that's still not 66%. And Graham, can can they can they do that now? Can they go? Do you know what? Is, is it like a politician where you kind of get your opinion and then they go right? Yeah, no, but we we we're going to do it. Can they? Do they just go? No, we're following the mandate, which says we're not doing this. Therefore, we can't. Or can they go? Do you know what? We've got the room. We've got this. We're going to go ahead with it. It's well, it, they were called out on this because they said we're going to do it. But then it was pointed out, well, the resolution technically hasn't passed. This yeah, is. so that means you can't really. But they, they, they are able to make decisions and say, all right, well, we're going to commit to doing all this. So great. You know, we said we would in the paper. We're going to do it. Technically, it's resolutions failed. But and that that was a kind of pattern. That was the sort of the one that got passed, got through. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the one big one, because we, we will have to move on soon because it's going on. Uh, what was the vote of no confidence? What was the percentage of that? 21.5, 21.3, I think. It was. Yeah, I've seen 21.8 or something. Quite a lot, though. It is quite a lot because I would have said before, Hannah's effectively got no chance of going. Yeah, through. agreed, yeah. Um, but considering the numbers that voted to get that figure is no mean, you know, that that is a lot of discontent. And I think the board will be taking that on board. Of a thousand, that's 250 people basically that you've put their hand up and said, well, 210 if you like. And you think we only need, we only need, you only need 300 members, don't you, to get, to raise an SGM again or something, don't you all say it? Yeah, to call a, an, S, an EGM, I think it is. EGM, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you need so, 10 members. So you think we got 250 members voted for the vote of no confidence? Roughly, yeah, give or take, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if they were organised and so forth, that could... I, I think the main thing is that came out of this, there was a big theme. People were generally in favour of the motions. Um, and the big theme was communication, communication. Yeah. And the yeah. board or Michelle, the chair, said, we're going to take that on board and we're going to look at communicating better. There is a... They told us afterwards that there is a there's a comms review being conducted externally. Um, but again, my big thing here is that I we even if the motions get turned down, I'm not fussed by that because the yeah. elephant has been discussed. It's not yeah. left somewhere. It's out in the open. It's been discussed. The board, I think, we've had little wins there because they've said, "Yeah, we're going to look at comms. Yes, we're going to do meet the PLC." The PLC were there saying, "Yes, we want to do this. It's a great idea, and it is a great idea for them because if people know them, they'll trust them. If they hear they've got a plan, they'll follow them. You know, they won't sit there sniping." But I think the big thing. The other thing I take away from this is not only did we have small wins, even where we lost, but I hope it encourages other people to put motions in because when we come back to people not standing in election and all this sort of sniping, this toxic atmosphere and, and so forth, it's such a great way to work together, to get things off your chest, put a motion in, whatever your pet peeve is, it gets discussed. And then everyone walks out that room, shake hands. It was very civil. It could have yeah. been, there's no confidence. It could have been quite horrible in there. It wasn't. I heard I did hear Matt done really well with that, and as I said, he yes. was, he put it forward. Well done to Matt for putting it forward and standing by what he believes. And yeah, it was good that he didn't get shouted down and stuff like that. Can't then? I was only, and I've been moving on. Lee. I just was curious. Obviously, one of the big vote conversations was about the fan ownership thing. Where did that did that come up yesterday, or is that something different? 
about the, 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 the 4951, yeah. yeah. That didn't really come up, funny okay. enough. I, mean, that's I, I think that's something different. I do yeah. think that's something different. But I think that has gone out in emails and stuff. So everyone check your emails. Make I sure voted you're on, that server, on that yeah. survey, yeah. Yeah, make sure you are voting on that. That has gone out. And if you haven't received it, get in contact with someone from the Don's Trust and stuff and say, look, I haven't received my emails. Because I know, as I said, someone who said he hasn't received any correspondence at all. So try and get that sorted because, yeah, we need to be voting on this stuff. And, yeah, if you are a Don's Trust member and you you still got your membership, do it. But, uh, yeah, we'll move on. The only thing I find weird is that, yeah, just we got to stop all the... The, like if someone disagrees with you and wants to sell the club, don't just snipe at them. As I said, that was the one thing that got got me as soon as four candidates stood. As I said, we well done to the four candidates. I hope they yeah, do a good job. Yeah, 100%. Well done to them. Do you know what I mean? Well. And yeah, good luck in the future. We'll move on. When we come back, we'll discuss the plow lane atmosphere. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We're back and we're going to be discussing the uh, plough lane atmosphere. This has come up because there was quite a debate on Twitter the other day. Uh, Carl from the Don's on Tour vlog, a very good vlog. If you haven't seen it, go watch it on YouTube. Carl and his mates go home and away across the country watching Wimbledon vlog about it. Uh, And he talked about the atmosphere at plough lane and would a drum... Uh, be something that could be considered. Uh, I'm I'm not for drums myself, but I have seen them be used really well. I love European football. There's a lot of people. Now I go to Germany. I'm going to Krakow next year to watch football as well. And uh, yeah, I think European football is amazing. I love pyros. I love tifos. I love it all. But I know some people hate it. They hate drums. They hate tifos. They hate pyros. They hate having a good time. Really, but. Yeah. Uh, Again, I want to say this is one of the things that really annoys me as well. Is that it's a sniping on on social media when someone says I've got an idea of a drum, and they just get absolutely murdered. It's like I said to Carl, I'm not for a drum, but I get his point of view. I get why he would think a drum might start an atmosphere. Do think it's very hypocritical of us though to go to away games, sing, bang your drum, and you bang your mum, and then we have a drum at home games. But he might be banging his mum. But uh, yeah, I, what what are your what are your point of view on this, Danny? I'll come to you first. I think the first thing is I'm looking at the where the the top six for attendance, which is great, which means that on average this year, you've got Bradford who've got 17 and a half, Notts County are 11 and a half, Wrexham at 10, considering where they've come from, Swindon are just under nine, so are Stockport, and we are 7-7, which I think is the fact that we're getting good numbers of people attending the game says that we're doing some aspects right now I'm going to try and be really not diplomatic but I'm going to be really clear with what I'm going to say now I've been watching Wimbledon since I was nine years old my big thing and it's really really trying to make sure I get my words right I went to the Morecambe game I've never known so many chants that I have no idea what they are that my my big one at the moment is that 
I go with my dad. My dad loves getting involved and chanting and cheering and stuff. I I feel that there there are a group of fans, normally the younger guys, who come up with these. Um, and honestly, some of them they're brilliant. The actual the words the word the wordmanship, if you like, the wordsmiths. It is brilliant, like the James Tilly songs. But no bugger's going to listen to it. It's too complicated. It's too quick, and it's too difficult to know what the actual words are. Yeah. And I, in my opinion, the best chants are easy, very, very, very simple to to know. I still can't sing the James Tilly song. I, I I know the end bit. Just even even the um. Just can't seem to get in. I still don't know the words of that. I've been watching this for the last 10 years. There's too many words. It's too difficult. And if you really want to make solid, excellent atmospheres, they're simple songs that everyone understands and they're really, really simple. And I just feel that at the moment, if we really want to make atmosphere better, we need... And again, you laughed at me when I said about a songbook. You laughed at me. You went, don't be such an idiot. But if you generally want people to to chant and be involved, it's no surprise that the most popular songs at all the big grounds are the really, really simple ones. No. And if you want to create atmosphere and energy, no matter what side of the ground, within 10 seconds, everyone should be able to get involved with that song. No. And I don't think we have it. It's your age. That's the problem. Seriously. It can't be. It is because the James Tilly song's brilliant and the words are easy. It's, the, it's there's a new there is a new Ogandir song. I think it's the Ogandir song that goes on for ages and it's like a, a Smith song. I heard Ogandir Ogandir couldn't get it. Davison couldn't get it. Yeah. Tilly there's couldn't a couple get it. of songs. Ali's got a new song. Go on. Yeah, there's, a, there's about five new couldn't get songs. It. And I know that there is a big difference, by the way, between an away fan and a home fan. I understand that. And there's, you've got five and a half hours on the train and they're talking about songs and they're going to sing it. And they are brilliant. Oh, and... and I'm not knocking it at all. It's just a case of if you genuinely want, and it goes back to your point, and I'll take it about age or whatever, but if you want a bigger crowd, you want a better atmosphere, everyone's got to know it. Fact. Well, so... You've got to make the song easy or you've got to publish what the bloody words are. Otherwise, no bugger's going to get it. Well, let's ask Graham and then I'll come to, to me and why, what, what we could do to make the atmosphere better. Well, I think we, we, you've covered it off with saying that people, you know, cutting down on the sniping. But having said that, I think drums are a horrible idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I prefer a Vuvuzela, I think. Um, I think um, I think the answer is Jake Greaves juggling his balls on the halfway line. And uh, if you if you ever seen that video of um, was it Maradona for yeah. Juniors and it's Opus, the Opus song "Live Is Life" and he's just in the middle and he's just juggling it. We've got the kit, we've got the we've got the man, Jakey Reeves. Let's get him out there juggling his balls. Let's do it. I think, get an like, elephant. Well, that's not gonna right. So passe. Right, let's be let's let, let's be serious, right? A lot of people said, a lot of yeah, a lot of people said, and I think it's the main point: start winning home games. Yeah, well, yeah obviously, start, yeah. Well, start winning home games. Start being better at home. I think you're right with the home and away crowds are totally different. Home crowd, I'm sober. I'm talking to my mates about the week. How are you getting on? Away games, I'm absolutely pissed as a fart by the time I get to the ground. So I'm loud and more obnoxious. Uh, yeah, start winning games. Start getting people served quicker at halftime. So when people don't have to leave 15 minutes before half time to go get a beer or a food, or, do you know what I mean, don't come back five, ten minutes late and miss a game. I also, one of my big points is I think, and people said the logistics probably won't work because of the benches, 
But in the south stand, there should be one section of that south stand is kind of like an ultra section, not singing, ultras, a singing section, but yeah. a singing section. Like Arsenal have done it and they've changed their atmosphere to tenfold. Palace do it. It's a bit cringy at Palace because they think they're like Europeans, top boys, uh, and Palace are a bunch of mugs anyway. Uh, but yeah, change. have one section, which is just going to be a load of lads and lasses that go in there, know they're just going to be singing. Do you know what I mean? And they don't care if they watch the game or not. And also, you need one person, and I'm not saying give them a microphone again like they do abroad, but one person who leads the song, Stanley. So it's like James Tilly's song now, and you sing the James Tilly. And three quarters before that, he goes, Hayden's Road. Then everyone goes, well, can the... and people know what's coming next because at Wimbledon, sometimes you'll have one side, say the left side, are singing Hayden's Road. And then on the right side, they're singing One Was That a Dream. And it's like, well, it don't make, you know what I mean? You've got to get everyone singing the, the same song at the same time. And that makes it better. I also, my my idea, and I don't know how to ex, what's the word, exercise it or execute, ex, execute it, is execute. have a supporters group that is solely involved in the atmosphere that works with the club, right? And I, I don't know how to get it off the ground, but you pay, I know people go, well, we pay the Don's Trust membership, I pay the season, but you pay £20 a month or something to this, this group, right? Not a month, sorry, a year. £20 a year, right? And that then contributes into a getting a TIFO together, getting the banners up, do you know what I mean? Or getting the flags up and making sure the flags can be put up quicker and stuff like that. It pays for it. Do you know what I mean? Not not talking about pyros and stuff like that, but a TIFO or in the East Stand doing the yellow and blue or in the family section, giving them the, the snappers. You know, I know some people hate them, but kids will make noise with them. And not saying every game, but if you do a family game, do you know what I mean? I don't know how to get it off the ground, but do something like that. I know people say, oh, I ain't spending loads of money, but £20 a year and you get 100 fans. What's that? £1,000? You put that straight into the pot. That gets us one game against, say, the Scum. A massive TIFO comes out. Wimbledon badge, Wimbledon badge. We are Wimbledon. Yellow and blue everywhere. Atmosphere would be absolutely off the scale. Yeah, for, for one game, yeah. Yeah but, but then... one, yeah, but that's what you, yeah, but you hopefully then carry it on and then people go, blooming hell, wow, this is amazing. Do you know what I mean? And you do, you put in other ground. I don't think a drum will work. I've, as I said, in Europe, I've seen it work at some games. It looks amazing, but there, I've also been to a game where there's like 500 people and they've got a drummer and it just pointless. Uh, but I do like the fact that these young lads are coming up with ideas and really yeah, want to make absolutely. the atmosphere absolutely. class. But the main one for me would be the players turning up on a Saturday, putting in 100% on the pitch, coming out full throttle, as Graham said last week, taking the handbrake off and winning a home game, really. And then hopefully the atmosphere will be better. But I, I, I can't argue that. I don't think it's, it's a huge surprise that Kings Meadow, I always thought the atmosphere was pretty good. And we've now moved. And obviously, but, as we said before, it, it, it kind of, it, it it gets diluted and people kind of, it drifts out. And rather than being next to each other, that it, it drifts about. All I'm saying is that if you want, it goes about saying, the better we play, the more opportunity people were getting excited. And we were, against Accrington, it was loud. When we were, when it was 3-2 and we were buzzing, the place was rocking. It was busy. All I'm saying is, if you generally want people to, engage if you believe that chanting by the way is a way to improve the atmosphere i don't necessarily think that way at all actually i don't think it's solely on chanting i think there's a whole host of things to make it a better environment all i'm saying is is make it as easy as possible 
but some of the chants have been brilliant. The way they're written are superb. I just I cannot tell you how many people around me go that it's hilarious, but I've got no idea what's being said. Unfortunately, Dan, Northerners always come up with better songs than Southerners. They write better songs, right? Always the case. Also, I think have you not heard the Lighthouse family? Hi. <laughs> safe standing don't help either because at King's Meadow it was literally everyone go in everyone stand where they want it was all do you know what I mean now people can't get all you know what I mean there's been loads of complaints about people going in from the east stand or people without the right tickets going in and it's all squashed or people from like row two coming up to row 10 and they shouldn't be there and it's all squashed at King's Meadow you could get away with that because it was standing it was a terrace King's at Plough Lane, it ain't a terrace. It's safe standing. You have your seat assigned to you and you're meant to stand now and that's where you stand, which I don't think helps all the time because then you have different pockets. And over time, that will sort itself out because you'll get people talking and they'll go, well, come and join us here and here. Probably selling debentures haven't helped because you've got three or four different people that don't turn up all the time. We've got debenture. But I said, win games, uh, make it better on the pitch. Make sure that food and drink service is quick. I don't. I think pizza shouldn't be served at football, even though I have had a couple. Don't serve them at pizza because you're not going to sit there and sing at the same time by eating a pizza, or get the folded pizza from Napoli. That'd be good. Naples pizza. Uh, and as I said, have a singing section. One person leading the chants from that singing section. Everyone else joins in with what the singing section says. I don't agree with Reeves's balls on the halfway line, if I'm being honest. But... Yeah, but that Maradona clip is fantastic. It is. That's absolutely song. brilliant. <laughs> All right. We'll move on. And when we come back, we'll discuss the massive FA Cup game against Cheltenham on Saturday. The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans. Back for the final part of the episode, we're going to be discussing the FA Cup game uh, against Cheltenham on Saturday. A couple of weeks ago, I would have said this is a no-brainer. This is a Wimbledon win. Cheltenham haven't scored a goal in 11 games, but apparently they're on form. They're doing all right now. Uh, picked manager. up a couple, couple of results. Uh, massive game for us, I think, because this could really kick on your season. Going out in the first round is no fun. I don't get to play the yes or no game in the second round. You ever played the yes or no game, boys? Yes. Do you, know, do you know what it is? Yes. So the FA Cup comes out. Yes. They draw, yes. Out, they draw out number 15. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 away, yes. You go, no, no, no. And then they go, Aston Villa away. Yes, yes, yes. And then, yeah. And then you get stuck. With, I, like, I did it in, I did it in round one, to be fair. Yeah, I was I like, did. loads come up and I was like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, you might be all right. I so hate we, it, though, when we get the, when we're home. I don't like it when we yeah. get the home game. We play it on a WhatsApp group. So on the WhatsApp group, it's yes, 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 yes. And they're, oh, no, 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 no. And then someone else is like watching on delay or something. And then they think we've got someone really good and we haven't. Yeah. What do you, anyway, Saturday, what do we think? Changing it up? Graham, do you reckon? Do we, well, do we stick with what we know? They, they've changed it up apparently. This was sort of mentioned earlier. From what I hear, they're 3-4-3 three, three now for the last couple of games. And they're going for it a bit more and they're scoring goals. Well, I think they've scored six now this, this year. <laughs> one. Um, so that's a bit of a turnaround, really, though, because it was one in like 13 games or 11 games, was it? Well, it was 11 games without a goal. Yeah, yeah. So they're on a spree. So in the last, what, four games, they've got six goals. They're, they're on fire. If they, if they go 3-4-3, three, three, I'd be tempted to go 4-3-3 three, three against them. Yes. Yeah. And play Reeves, Reeves Little yeah. and Ball 
and then play Nerfil, Ali and Bugle. All right. And drop Giovanni Tilly. Trapattoni. Drop Tilly. Do you know what I mean? I would. See, we talked about Tilly earlier, and I, I think he's doing things. We're just not getting him on the ball in the positions he wants to be in. He's doing things like almost on the halfway line. He's taking the ball. He's controlling it neatly. And he's, you know, but that's not what we want him for. You know, that's not what he does. But to be effective, he's fine doing that, do that all day long, but it's not showing any results. So I don't know if it's a case of dropping him rather than actually push him up, put him on the wing, put him either side of Hamdi, whatever, something like that. I mean, the big question is, chaps, is do you go absolutely gung-ho best team, which the reality is is pretty much the, the, the team that we've always had, or do we go, we've got Cheltenham, this is the opportunity where Talenbaye gets the back into the groove, he has a game, Davison gets the opportunity to start, etc, etc, Ball comes in, this is the conversation we're going to have, because ultimately, if we're not going to, if you're not going to put them in now, we're not going to put them in, until there's I... a problem, which means that, to be blunt, we are the same team now until one and someone goes croc. I, I so bring, what do we do? Bring Biller in for Ogundia, and I won't change the other three. Curry, uh, Lewis, and Fink. That's if Lewis can play. And if the well, others can and, play. And him and Lemony Pughes might not. Yeah. Or Lemony, whatever his name is. Yeah, so they might not be able to play because they might be, uh, be told they're not allowed to play. So then Pierce or Kalambaye comes in. I'd rather Kalambaye come in than Pierce. Yeah. Then we also got to remember Kalambaye ain't played football for like two years. So. Yeah. Oh, right. two years. But he's, yeah, but he's fit, he's fit. I'd be bringing ball in. I'd be bringing ball in and say, look, go ball. get your chance. For, I think, little if he goes 4 4 2 again. But you, can't, you ain't going to drop Reeves, are you? You're you can't drop, drop little after Saturday. You can't. Well, he was rubbish against Accrington, though. But he was absolutely brilliant against. Um... Yeah, and Bugle was wicked against Accrington. He was pony against uh, yeah. Thing. So I'd, I'd, I'd you rest play a little. Well, you, if you play I, well the game I don't before, keep, I'd you play the him, next game, don't you? you? No, I say to him, you've done really well, but I'm going to rest you, not drop you. I'm going to rest you. Ball comes in and see what Ball can do. And then give Ball, give Reeves 78 minutes and hopefully we'll tune her up and we can bring Little on and rest Reeves. Ball has to play for me on Saturday. has to. Don't know where he goes, but he has to play because he, he needs the minutes. Would you be and he that is he dropping Reeves? I wouldn't generally, but I think he's lost the zip that he had at the beginning of the season. And whether that's because we've been overrun in midfield by these high energy pressing teams you, on him, or is he a bit tight? Could he do with a break? You don't that? drop. You just don't drop your captain. I just I can't say. I get, I get what you mean. He, he probably yeah. does. He does deserve a break. I just don't think formation wise we're hoping four four two is what nineteen nineties football. No one plays four four two anymore. It's four two three one. Or do you know what I mean you play with one striker and you have to just four four two. We get overrun. Constantly, it ain't the first time we've been overrun. We've been overrun against Mansfield. We could have been two or three nil down against them twenty minutes, but we defended really well. Problem is the other games we talked about earlier. We haven't defended really well in them twenty minutes and conceded two or three goals. We have to come flying out the traps on Saturday. Uh, Cheltenham are not that good, and we need to judge where we are as a squad because Cheltenham are down there for a reason. They're not very good. They'll be in our league probably next year, so we need to we need to come out the traps. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I have to look at it in a slightly different way. I, I, I think a cut run is always handy. But for me, you either want to go out in the first round or the third. So for me, I haven't got a problem with us rotating our squad for this game. I, it, 
particularly the a, a potential first leg, if you like, if we if we get a draw plan, and we go Rio, we obviously go to Wadden Road, but I, I would probably rotate a fraction with the idea that if for whatever reason you got through in the second round, you go gun and you try and get through to get that big game. I don't necessarily feel like the round one is the is the is the the round. I feel like round one you can kind of pick what you do. If you if you have a blinder, then great. Then all of a sudden you go off. For me, anyway. And I, I would be tempted to, I think I'd be with you. It would be bold, but I, I would, I wouldn't. If Reeves didn't start on Saturday, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too perturbed. Mm-hmm. I, I, I could understand why you would drop Reeves for ball. It, it, I still feel Reeves is good enough to start, but I feel like if you're gonna give someone a breather, because the, the other problem for me is that we, we've got a lot of players with a lot of minutes. We haven't really rotated that squad a lot. And that first 11 have just had a massive week. We know we've got Hamid. Hamid will have to play because we know the next week we haven't got him. So he'll play. But we're kind of burning players quite quickly here. And it's just a question of, uh, I feel personally, I would freshen it up a little bit. I think I'd have to. I think I'd play Kalambayi. I think I'd play Biller to start. That's a fact. I think I'd be very, very tempted with Sasu Fatili. I think Nerfield played well enough on Saturday and he's had the game where he's rested. I wouldn't be playing Evans, but again, that might be taken over our hand if, if if the two guys from Stockport are gone. I think it makes that makes our decision quite simple, but I, I would be very, very tempted with Sasu to start Tilly to have a breather, but it's easy for me to say because I, I, I don't see the first round being... It's annoying to lose in the first round, but you don't definitely don't want to lose in the second round. So for me, I would be using this as an opportunity to rotate and unpack a bit, and then seeing where we go. That's for me. I say it's a big, it's a big month. We've got a lot of games coming in. I said we've got the we've got the uh, EFL Trophy games, two of them. We've got Gillingham on a Tuesday night, and then we play Saturday. Well, I think it's Saturday, Tuesday the whole month. Well, we so just tough. quickly, Lee, while so you're much. here, what's a bigger game to win? Cheltenham at home or MK Dons at home? Why 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 are you calling them MK? Because that's that is the name of their club. The club no, is called MK Dons. We don't call them that. So what? Which team Sackable would you offensive. rather get rid of me? <laughs> you can you can make it. Put an SGM in if you like. Put a complaint in. I put um, motion in. Put a motion. I put your motion in a minute. Which one would you rather win, Cheltenham both. or that game? No, no. Pick one. Oh, I want to win both. I know you want to win both, but one. if I said our standards ain't win, that low, just win pick one, both. lose one. They're both one. crap teams. We'll beat both of them. No, no, no. MK. You're, not, you're, not, you're dodging it. Which one would you rather win? <laughs> yeah, MK. The cup game or that game? Scum. Right. Okay. Stop calling them. Don't fall name them again. Excuse Graham. me. I think I'm with, I'm with you on this. See, I think what's the whole yeah. point? You want results. You want to win a game. I think we we tinker a little bit. I, I th- I'm thinking if we if Reeves gets a rest, not a bad thing. Um, and Ball isn't that bad a replacement at all. So I don't think you're weakening your team. He's definitely been the most unlucky of all the subs, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and, and putting him in, we're still going for the win. I think it's vital that we go for the win. We go for it. Um, and then the next game, yeah, that's... we. I mean, obviously, we don't want any injuries. But um, having Reeves back refreshed for that be, you know, a great signing almost. If he can come back with his buzz and full, full sharpness, then... Um, yeah, we'll we'll thrash the scum, so that'd be nice. Yeah, at least you didn't full name them. Right, should we do predictions and then we'll uh, finish up? Graham, go with your prediction first. For the cup game, 
we're going to go for it and we're going to win 2 0. Dan? Oh, no, come to me after you. Wimbledon win. Brilliant. That was, that was long. Well, I'm not putting my predictions out there because I don't want the busman. Yeah, busman's on the, yeah. I've got to do an update. I'm going to do an update of that tomorrow. If someone wants a league table, so I'm happy to do a league table. If someone, yeah. if, if 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 everybody who's done the quiz is happy for me to put their names on it, more than happy. To, in fact, do you know what? I'll just do it, and I'll see. I'll see. Someone you in, said the other day, I'll see you in. Table? I'll see you in Strasbourg. Can we have a prediction league? Fine. Said, I'll, I'll do a full league. Every single person with the amount of it's, points. It's gonna look dodgy though when I'm like top, Joe Mojo's second, and you're third. Hey. Everyone from the wad is. It's not. It's not a fault. But yeah, I, bus, busman's getting we'll a bit draw. too too cocky. What? I think we're going to draw. There's no replays, I don't, is there? I don't, I don't know if there's not replays. I thought there was for. I, I don't know whether they changed it or not. I thought there was. Not, I thought there was replays. Okay. Well, I feel like we're not going to lose, so I feel like we're going to draw. And if we aren't, if it is an extra time, what's malarkey, the score? What's the score going to be? What are you being like that for? I'm happy, I'm happy to. I'm happy to. I reckon it's going to be a one-one. I oh. just feel. I just feel like we're not as a team good enough yet to dominate a game on the front foot at home. But then again, didn't we, we were rubbish in the year. What was the year when Oli Palmer scored at home? We lost to Forest in, Green. No, we played him in the cup. I'm pretty sure we were terrible. And Oli Oli. No, we lost that. And that was the... So many. There's too many. We're crapping we, we cups. Lost, no, no. We, it was a game, I'm sure, we played at home in a cup game and Oli Palmer scored... I think it was Crawley. At home. No, we lost to Crawley. We won yeah. this one. Oh. Uh, oh, the, the the lower league team. Not Way not, not Weymouth. No, the other one up north. Yeah, the other one. Yeah. Yeah, I know that the one. one. We won one nil when it was like the eighty seventy eighth minute or something. And Ronnie Palmer scored at home and we were terrible for ages, but we yeah. nicked it one nil. That was the beginning of the end. Yes, agreed. Totally. Hundred percent. Yeah, I can't remember the name, but it was a team from Leeds or something near Wakefield that way. Yeah. Hundred percent. Gainsborough Trinity or something daft like that. It weren't, it weren't Gainsborough. It was somebody very similar. But yeah, right. Wimbledon are going to win. That's my prediction. I will send it over on my the actual prediction on the uh, prediction league. Uh, again, thanks to Season Master for sponsoring this season's podcast. Uh, I'll be back on Sunday with the Sunday debrief, the only platform that gives the fans a voice. Uh, wow. Yeah, join me there. And uh, come on, you Dons. Oh, Graham, thank you very much for. Joining us again. Out of order. Out of order. again. Thanks for joining us again this week. It's been very insightful again. Out of order. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Fat Ben. Goodbye. Uh, Come on, you dons. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.